Blog Talk Radio. Everybody and welcome to another edition of Warm Fantasy Sports Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Aniano, and sitting uh, alongside me here in the Warm Studios, as always on a Wednesday evening, is my partner, colleague, and co-host, as well as friend. I think we could call each other that by now, Mr. Uh, Eric Corsini. Yeah. Eric, Wednesday, January 14th. How are you, my friend? Uh, terrific. Um, just uh, finished my fantasy FanDuel lineups for basketball. And uh, hopefully uh, cash in big time tonight. There you go. Playing a little fan Just hope to get my money back. That's it. That's it. Just hope to get my money <laughs> back. Just try to break even. Like when you go to a casino. When you break even, you're a winner. Every day, break even, break even, break even, and Lose. then hit. Yeah, well, hit is nice, but it usually goes the other way. But, you know, nice nice $50 or $100 payout uh, every now home. and then. Be it's beautiful. Always, uh, it's always good. A lot going on here in the War Room studio. So uh, we're going to get to all that. Before we do, though, I want to remind everybody the phone lines are open at 347 347- Eight three eight eight zero eight eight. That's three four seven eight three eight eight zero eight eight. Chat rooms open as well, so feel free to jump on board there if you're listening to us live here on Blog Talk Radio. Follow us on Twitter at War Room Radio and on Facebook at War Room Fantasy Sports Radio as well. Check out our sponsors. See scrolling across the screen: Steel Scorpion Sports, RotoBaller.com, and RotoGalaxy.com as well. Eric, busy night tonight. Busy couple of days. Uh, I'll be all over the place. You'll be able to hear the sound of my voice after our show ends at about 8.30 Eastern time. I'll be joining Craig Mish and Ray Flowers on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, SXM Fantasy Drive, talking a little fantasy baseball. I'll also be on tomorrow. I taped an episode yesterday. If you want to listen to a good fantasy sports podcast, The F Word with Dennis Farrell. Yeah. Taped his show yesterday. He tapes his podcast. He doesn't really even do them live. He taped it yet last night. We did a a fantasy baseball show for about an hour, taped it, and it is going to be airing tomorrow and Friday, both days airing at 1 o'clock in the afternoon on uh, the Fantasy Sports Network, okay. which you could find online. If you are a Roku owner, it is available on a Roku channel, or you could also oh. find it if you live in the metropolitan New York, New Jersey uh, Pennsylvania area, it is on channel 147 for anybody who has cable vision. Nice. So uh, you won't see my face. I, I arranged it in such a way that my mug would stay off it. <laughs> You'll just hear my voice, which is probably better off for everybody. But So we got that going on. Uh, as always, I'll be on Sirius as well on Sundays with Craig Mish. So I'll be on there quite a bit talking a lot of baseball. So uh, you can always check me out there as well. Maybe get you on there at some point. That would be fantastic. Get you on there. Let them hear the sound of your voice yeah. as well. See what we could do. In I the like coming. my voice. It's all right. Yeah. See what we could do in the coming <laughs> months, that's for sure. But, Eric, what we want to focus uh, on today till about for about 45 to 50 minutes, I want to look at the ADPs, average draft positions of a variety of people uh, as as people start preparing for the fantasy baseball season, which is going to be here soon, right? It's the middle of January. It's on the horizon. Drafts start in the middle of March. We're talking about starting our own league here. We're in other leagues. Maybe we'll get a league together for our listeners, our Facebook, Twitter Absolutely. followers. 
Uh, I've already got, I think, two people lined up, so we'll throw it out there. Once I finalize some more details, I'll throw it out there on Facebook and Twitter, and uh, we'll talk about it more on the air. We'll probably try to do the draft live on the air. I think that, that could would be, be fun great. as well. Absolutely. Um, actually, next week, Eric, if it sounds good to you, we'll look into it. Maybe we'll do a mock draft online. That'll be the focus of next week's show. But what I want to start today about is taking a look at some of the early ADPs, average draft positions for fantasy baseball. Okay. And we'll look quickly at the top ten. I'm going to read you the ADP top ten coming through that I'm seeing uh, using one certain site. Here it is. Let me know if there's any surprises. Okay. Because I think there's a few. This is top ten ADP. ADP. Okay. Here we go. Mike I got my Trout, list of guys. Mike Trout is averaging at number one. Miggy Cabrera at number two. Clayton Kershaw at three. Goldschmidt, four. McCutcheon, five. I don't see anything outrageous there. The first five, that sounds about right. I, I wouldn't take Kershaw, but I can totally understand why somebody would. And I'd be weary of Miggy at two. Bone Spurs, he's in a little bit of an injury risk all of a sudden. Uh, Bone Spurs in his ankle. Should hopefully they're saying be ready for the start of the season, but they risk, but it's still Miggy Cabrera. You know, I can understand somebody taking him. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Uh, uh, for me, I find some of this a little interesting when I, when I look at, you know, some of the other guys who are going early. You know, I see Andrew McCutcheon going in, in the top six or seven, your thoughts on McCutcheon? Um, I, I like I like McCutcheon in that spot, actually. And I'm looking at, actually, um, a Fantasy Pros website where they have 12 rankings, 12 experts do rankings. And McCutcheon's best ranking is a two. Okay. His worst ranking was a six. So most of this group of people agree with me and that he is in that second to sixth range. I okay. think he's in that group, for sure. Because um, of the versatility, he's a you know, he fills every almost every category for you. Um, you know, I, I like him up in that. I, I would actually take him ahead of Miggy. Really? Yeah, I would. Because I think long-term for the whole season, I think he's going to stay healthier and put up pretty comparable numbers and gets me some stolen bases also. So um, I could definitely see him being taken up there for sure. All right, now what do you see with, Someone like a Jose Abreu. When you look at him and his ADP, where do you see he, him coming in at? Um, Jose Abreu. Now he's he's people have different feelings on him. You're just using the same website just to compare. McCutcheon was between two and six. Um, he's ranked anywhere from five to twenty-two. People have him as the twenty-second best player. That was his worst ranking from these experts. I don't see him going that low in a draft, 22, especially with the rarity of power, and he hits for a good average. Um, I see him, though, in the mid to late first round. Okay, uh, I think the latest you could probably get him in most drafts would be early second. I don't think he makes it through the first round, though. I would be shocked if he made it through the first round. You know, I'm looking at... Uh, I'd be uh, happy with the 10th pick in a draft to get him and wrap around. Yeah, you know, I'm looking at one publication here. And I have him sitting at number eight. Yeah. Uh, just after Carlos Gomez, uh, not a, a bad spot for him there, that's for sure. Uh, when you look at your list, Ed, do you see yeah. any surprises? Um, maybe maybe a little bit even outside of the top ten, maybe in the top 12. 
anywhere you anybody anybody surprising you with their um you know they believe it or not the average ranking for Robbie Cano was a little surprising for me um they have him as the 14th best player fantasy wise um behind like Chris Sale, Edwin Encarnacion, Jose Bautista, Adam Jones just to name a few um he was ranked anywhere the highest he was ranked was ninth Robbie Cano. And I could see that probably because of the power numbers. He mm-hmm. doesn't really get you much in stolen bases. Um, his lowest ranking was 33. Really? Somebody had him all the way down in the third round. Um, and if you really think about it, you know, uh, were his numbers really outrageous last year besides the batting average? I mean, I think, what, he had 14 homers maybe last year? I'm trying to look that up real quick. But he has like 14 homers. You know, he had the sick batting average, but are you willing to just take that in the first round? Are you taking a batting average? You know, he's going to drive in runs. Uh, will he be more productive or less productive with the addition of um, Jose Cruz? Uh, Jose Cruz, Jr. Uh, Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz, Jr. Jose Cruz, Jr. Whoa, flashback. Jose, Jose that Cruz, that's an old old. That name. is a flashback. Sorry, Nelson Cruz. What do you think? Is he going to be more productive, less productive? Will he score more runs? Will he drive in less runs? Um, well, he scored more runs because now he has Nelson Cruz to drive he's him got, in. He's got some protection there, which he really didn't have in years past. You know, the Mariners have put a decent little lineup together now. Right. Uh, don't end uh, uh, between him, Kyle Seeger's really developing into a nice third mm-hmm. baseman. Um, I, I but he's think, a line drive hitter. I don't think his power numbers will go up at all. No, I don't expect his power. You know, if he gives you 20 home runs, I think it'll be a good season. 20 is a big number from him. Next it year. is, especially in that ballpark. Right. I like his batting average. I still think he's going to drive in runs. Uh, he's, his batting average may even go up if Nelson Cruz hits. Now, I'm not a big Nelson Cruz guy. Right. Uh, I think last year was a magnificent season for him, but it was probably the best season he's ever had. Mm-hmm. And he is, you know, 30, 32 years old. And... Uh, so I'm not so that I don't expect his numbers to get better, Nelson Cruz. Right. Uh, that's for sure. Now, is there anybody who you looking at that list that yeah. you see that maybe you're shocked he's going as low as he is? Uh, uh, right here, well, I had um, they had Ellsbury ranked as the 30th best player, and I thought I, I've seen him go in the first round of some drafts. You know, or see some like people hunkering on him, and, you know, on the first and second round. So if you think he's at best an average of a 30th best player, the earliest you would take him is a third round. So I think there's a lot of, especially with fantasy baseball now being what it is, out of the steroid era, it's what you value more. You know, it's it's not just it's not clear cut first rounders, second rounders, third rounders, and fourth rounders anymore. Just from what I'm looking at, how people just view other players. Like for example, just one one more before you ask me the question, Corey Dickerson, terrific value. Okay. Some people have him ranked as the 14th highest player, and other people have him ranked as the 70th. So there's a, that's a huge gap. So to me, that tells you people have mixed feelings about a lot of these guys. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, I see it. The only guy, or the, the, besides his the first rounders, Mike overall, Trout, highest ranking one, lowest, lowest ranking, ranking one. Right. Like, I'm looking at Dickinson. His overall ADP right now is sitting at about 41. Right between those two numbers that people have him at. Yeah. Right? 14 and 70. 40 is pretty much right in the middle of those yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, His overall ranking is at about 41. He's going to play every day. He had a terrific season last year for Colorado on a part-time yeah. role. Oh, absolutely. You know, they moved Kadir out of there. He's going to play uh, uh, the young kid who took over center field last year. 
Um, oh, my God, I'm drawing a total blank. You got Cargo, you got Corey Dickerson, and then you got the other young kid. We had a nice year last year. It was a big surprise for a lot of people. Uh, oh, my God. Charlie Blackman? Charlie Blackman. Yeah. Had a nice season as well. He'll be up in the leadoff spot. Dickerson's projected to bat in the six-hole now team. It's a nice little lineup, the Colorado Rockies. Have Blackman, right. Cargo, Tulowitzki, Morneau, Arenado, Dickerson, Whelan, Rosario. You got a lot of pop there. I mean, it's even like Blackman, people have him as high as 23 and then as low as 92. So, like, you know, there's just there's – just, he could be – in some people's eyes, he's a second-round pick. In other people's eyes, he's a ninth-round pick. It's interesting. So, you know, like, that to me is so mind-boggling. So, so where do you draft these guys? You know, like, what what do you put your value into in the first, second, and third rounds? Mm-hmm. Like I was talking about last week, like, Barry Bonds is a first-rounder. Those guys were first-rounders. Clear cut. Yeah. But now it's just like, eh, I, I, maybe I'll take average in the first round with a little bit of power and stolen bases, or maybe I'll take the 250 hitter in the first round who hits 35 home runs. You know, it, it's not like a, really a player – Besides, like, who puts it all together anymore? There's not like an all five category filler for four. You know, it's a, it's a widespread margin of where these guys are going to be taken. Yeah, no, I I understand what you're saying. Um, you know, I taking a look. Let's just go a little bit here. I'm going to go a little position by position here. Um, first base position, depending on the ranking. But there's actual some ADPs out there that you're seeing Goldschmidt potentially going a little bit before Miggy Cabrera. Uh, depending on the site you use. And I think the ankle is scaring people on Miguel Cabrera. That's for sure. Absolutely. Now you look at the rest of that. Now I'm going to read off the rest of the top ten, and you tell me your thoughts on if you agree with this. Okay. Abreu at three. Edwin Encarnacion at at four. Okay. Anthony Rizzo, five. Let's just stop there. Outside of the top five, Freddie Freeman, Victor Martinez, Albert Pujols, Adrian Gonzalez, who led the National League in RBIs last season. That worked for you? Abreu, three, Encarnacion, four, Rizzo, five. Yeah, I, I, don't, I like Rizzo's upside a lot. I, I really like those. I mean, those three guys, you know, will bop it out of the park. They'll hit for a decent average. How else can you rank them? I think that's pretty good. What about you? Yeah, no, I agree. I like Abreu. I like Abreu in the first round. I mean, and he's a pure power hitter. There's not enough. Well, if, of him if you ask me, who's, who would I take in the first round out of those guys? I would take Abreu. I wouldn't. I wouldn't take Encarnacion in the first round. He's a second rounder to me, and I would take. I guess if you really probably want to get Rizzo this year, you probably have to take him pretty high. I mean, Encarnacion last year hit 268, 34, 98. He's averaged 35 home runs his last two seasons. Guy's a stud. He just hits. Now, Anthony Rizzo, Anthony Rizzo was a monster last year, but he only drove in 78 runs. It was a bad team, though. 32 I mean, homers. There's not much you can do on that team. And he hit 286. The thing with Anthony Rizzo is he's 25 years old and clearly on the rise. Right. He's the keystone of that team. That should be a I, better team. And I'm happy Boston uh, traded him a while ago because he was a Red Sox. He was in the Red Sox minor leagues. He'd be playing first base for them. He would be. He'd be an upgrade over Mike Napoli. He's a nice player, but he's no fantasy stud. He's no 25-year-old power lefty. Either. No, no, that's so. for sure. Um, all right, so so I'm going to go further down, and you tell me now who you like. We're staying on first baseman? Staying with first baseman. Okay. 
What are your thoughts on a hopefully healthy Prince Fielder? Oh, man, he's a real wild card, isn't he? Jeez. Uh, uh, I would stay away from Prince Fielder. Big upside there, though. Huge upside. I mean, but where do you where do you take him, though? Where I do mean, you I'm take seeing him? him ranked as high as number five in the first baseman. I've seen him. Uh, I have seven, anywhere from seven to sixteen. I mean, it, he, it wasn't a blown out knee. It was a herniated disc. Now, uh, now, not everybody. I, I, I've had herniated discs five years ago. I'm still walking like a caveman. But you still do walk with like kind of sideways. Yeah, yeah. I never. But I'm, I'm not getting the surgery that Prince Fielder has. I don't have the doctors that Prince Fielder has. You were in the ESPN Naked magazine either with him. He was no, in I the, uh, the news. I should have been in the body issue. He was in not the body issue. Not to digress, issue. but I should have been in the body issue. <laughs> this, Anthony? This. <laughs> All of this. For those who can't see me, I am running my hands from my head to my toes. This should have been in the body oh issue. That would have been the last body issue. It's a body. Because they could not. It doesn't say it's this? a good body issue. It just says they, the body they, issue. They couldn't improve upon it. It would be a once-in-a-lifetime for everybody to see. i got to tell you. i got to tell you. Oh, not oh. to digress. That's not good. It's both a little water. Not to digress, but <laughs> I have started a weight loss program. Today? Actually, yes. Yeah, today. I know it's today. Yeah, you told me earlier today. I've been a little cranky because of it. Of course you're cranky. Look at you. You just want a snack right now. I, oh, my God, do I want a snack. Would it be, what would you do right now in the studio Okay, if somebody brought in a nice little tray of chocolate chip cookies? It'd be tough. It'd be tough. But I'm a man. I'm a strong-willed man. On the first day, you're a strong-willed man. On the first day. I'm, I'm talking day eight. That's a and you've been deprived for like eight days of anything like delicious. You've been chowing down on broccoli, salad, and maybe a carrot. I had a hard-boiled egg today. Yeah. Delicious. Did you put salt on it? It was delicious. Now I did not put salt on it. The hard boiled egg was fat. And that was completely satisfying, wasn't it? It was delicious. Yeah. Best thing I ate all day. <laughs> That's not a good day. Best thing I ate all day. Had a bowl had a very small bowl of cornflakes for breakfast. Small. What percentage I mean, was have you, you what, ever what percentage was your milk? Did you have whole milk? No. I always do fat free. Whole milk will upset my stomach. <laughs> I can't do This homework. is the man in the body issue, potentially. Man in the body issue. Can't even hold milk That's down. my new goal. I want to be in next year's ESPN body issue. Oh, can we We could send in submissions prior for that. We do, we do sports. I think I could do it. Yeah. I think I'd be a nice addition. Next, to, You and Prince Fielder right next to each other. I can't look worse than He's a big boy, too. Yeah. I'd have to go tanning. Yeah, you I'm can't very, go there. I'm very milky. Like I'm very milky. Not in a good way. No. Some people look good milky. No. You don't. I can pull off. I don't look so bad if I have, uh, with a shirt on. He looks like a normal guy. But I see myself every morning getting into the shower. <laughs> and I knew changes needed to be made. Oh, uh, I knew changes needed to be made. Yes. And, I did. and you did it today. And you today, started today. I feel good. I feel light as a feather today. <laughs> I feel light as a feather. Somehow you probably gained a pound. You I probably realize. did. God knows how. I don't even know how. Probably because I smelt something that ate, tasted good. But uh, anyway, so we talk about uh, Prince Fielder, and now we digress very quickly. That was all Prince Fielder's fault. That was all Prince Fielder's fault, so I apologize, you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, all right, so Eric, Prince Fielder, though, <laughs> where, at what point in the draft 
is he no longer a risk and he's worth it? Uh, you know what I'm saying? I understand your concern. Oh, I'm not drafting him. He scares me. I how get about, that. How about like sixth, fifth or sixth round? What do you think? Round five or six? Is, is that he, too early still? Is he there then? Probably not. He's probably going to go before that because, you know, except for last year, the guy's pretty good. You know, even like, you know, the guy's pretty good. Pretty good. And he's hitting it in a nice ball. Like Texas really is a conducive ballpark. <laughs> I'm just watching clean your laptop. I can't, I can't help. We it. had a little water spill village. here in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> Make it electrocuted. We should, we, should, we should be on live TV hey, right this now. This is on live this, TV. This would be a huge hit. Channels would be changing left and right. <laughs> People would be yeah, fighting yeah, to get their with a headset on, laughing. You just playing with a laptop, turning it sideways, thinking that's going to do something. Well, it did water drip that. There's water over the water, keyboard. If there's oh, water, oh, it's already in there. It's in there. It's in there. That thing looks like, though, it's been it's through computer. war. It has. So it'll survive a little water. It has. Um, I, I'd say I would be comfortable drafting him in round five or six. Okay. But will he go before that? I could see him going round three. Late right. round three. So let me throw some four. first baseman at you, right? Hit me with it. We agree. Cabrera, Goldschmidt, Abreu, Anthony Rizzo, all before Prince Fielder. Right. Joey Votto. God, he, he is... I feel almost more uncomfortable drafting him than Prince Fielder. I agree. I feel the same way. I'd rather have Prince Fielder. Yeah. I'd rather have Prince Fielder. Adrian Gonzalez. I like Adrian Gonzalez. He drives in a lot of runs, hits for a decent average. You know, in regards to the first base position, you know, I'm looking at it now. He's ranked around, they have him around the ninth best first baseman behind Pujols and Victor Martinez, if he's first base eligible. Um,. He's a good. He's a good player. I don't know where you take him. Maybe round and middle to late round three, heading into round four. Is that where you see Adrian Gonzalez going? Yeah. I can see him as a four. Who would you take, Adrian Gonzalez? I take in round Adrian Gonzalez. four. I take Adrian Gonzalez. Okay, hands down. I would take Adrian Gonzalez before Prince Fielder. I would take Edwin Canacion before Prince what Fielder. What about Pujols? I would take Freeman. I would probably mm, pre, pre Pujols is where the conversation begins for me. Because I think Prince Fielder has more potential next year to put up bigger numbers than, than Pools. I agree. And then at that point, I would Pools take... could get hurt, too. I know. would take Fielder then before the rest of the crew. The Brandon Belts, the Eric Hosmers, the Trumbos, the Chris Davises. You know, they, after you get to Pujols, the drop-off at first pace is, I think, kind of significant. Uh, at that point, I'm taking Prince Fielder. I'm taking Prince Fielder at about 10. Will Posey be first place eligible? Probably, yeah. Uh, he should so be. where where do you put him then? I'm not. T- I never draft Posey as a first baseman. If I'm drafting Buster Posey, you draft him as a catcher. I'm playing him out as his catcher. To me, his numbers play a lot better behind the plate. He okay. will be eligible at first base and catcher. Played 35 games at first base last year, 111 behind the plate. But to me, his numbers don't play well enough for me at first base. That's, his that's numbers fair. play for me better behind the plate. That's where I. No, you didn't mention your boy, Duda. Duda's a Duda. Where is, would you take him now? This oh, this website late. that I'm using, he's, late. he's he late. he's ranked as the 26th first baseman. Yet, despite hitting 30 homers last year, right? Okay, he's behind guys like Morno, uh, Carter, Laroche, Trumbo. So you're saying you would draft him after all those guys? I I don't know if I would. I think I have him a little bit higher than that. I have him a little bit higher than that. The problem with with Lucas Duda is... Is it a one-hit wonder, one year? I don't think it's a one-hit wonder. I just think he's not going to play against certain lefties. You're not going to get My him... My pants are wet. 
there, there's water everywhere. <laughs> there's water everywhere. Yeah. It just finally seeped through, you know? Yeah, like, there's just it, water it got, everywhere. Oh, God. I apologize. Anyway. Um, it was literally like an ounce of water, though. It just gets everywhere. It did. One it ounce, wasn't it a big spill. It everywhere. was like half of a solo cup of water. Not even. I know. And it didn't matter. Jeez. It just was everywhere. But anyway. So where would you take Duda? First off, are you taking him as your 12. starting first baseman or utility player? Um, I'm taking him. I'm drafting him as a DH or corner infield option in the league. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm hoping he's not my number so you're one hoping first he's baseman. not your number one first baseman. Yeah, I'm using him as a corner infielder. If my league uses DHs, I'm using him in that role, trying to get a better first baseman. Uh, you know, but at the same time, what I would be willing to do is take a Brandon Belt or an Eric Hosmer okay. and back him up with a Lucas Duda and say, all right, one of these two is going to be able to play first base for my fantasy baseball team all year. I'll be all right. Okay. Now, don't get me wrong. If I'm in a, in a daily league and I see Lucas Duda, this is the problem with Duda. He's going against, it doesn't even have to be a great lefty, an okay lefty. Yeah, he's either not, he, he's he's, not going to play or he's, or he's not going to go hit. Over four. Right. So, you know, if you're in a weekly baseball league, that's different. You're plugging him in on Monday morning, and he's going to ride the week, and if he sits a game, he sits a game. But if you're able to interchange your lineup on a weekly basis. Which do you prefer? It all depends on time. Right. Um, for, me, for me personally, just in, in my life, um, I like the weekly league better. Setting it up once setting a week. Setting once a week and then rolling. Because daily, up. no matter how hard I always try, there's like a day in there you just like, oh, no, I forgot right. to set my lineup. And yeah. It's tough. You it, know what I mean? The daily is tough. Because that's every day. It's that not, is every day. You can't miss. You know, and then the summer rolls around, and right. you go on vacation with the family for a few then days. Then you're trying to find a Wi-Fi signal so, somewhere. Yeah, it's, it's tough in that regard. Um, it's very tough to do. So... So, but in that type of situation, you need two first basemen if you have Lucas Duda. Right. And no, okay. Because right. he's going to sit. Yeah. He's going to sit against a tough matchup. That's for sure. All right, Eric. Oh, one guy, you, oh, just before we move on, what about Chris Davis? Staying away from him. I have Completely zero, away from zero him. No interest at all. In it's round eight. He's still on the board. I'm just saying. Here's my thing. For some reason, people have every philosophy. You know, I can see why. Everyone's taking the same step as you. I'm staying away from this guy. It's round eight. He's sitting there. In round eight. You haven't drafted a first baseman yet. Just hasn't worked out for you. Round eight, you're sitting there. What are you doing? You passing on him still and going to take some other guys? I mean, can, who would, he, two years ago, he had a magnificent three-quarters I'm, of a year. I'm just saying. In round eight. You know what? You're going to sign up. He's going to play because Baltimore's going to need his bat. They lost Nelson Cruz. They lost Marquez. They need his bat. He's going to play first base. But if I draft Chris Davis, yeah, I better have on my team Jose Altuve yeah, and about three other 320 hitters. Because he's going to bat 210, 220. I guarantee it. Yeah. That's what he is. If he hits 230, you're thrilled, of course, with Chris Davis. Yeah. Two years ago was a complete and total aberration. He backed it up with last year. And then he also got suspended for like 25 games last yes. year, too, I think. So I'm just, I was just curious because I was looking down the list and I just saw him sitting in the same ranking zone as a Joey Votto. You know, who do you take out of those two? Oof. I would roll the dice on Votto. Votto, right? Yeah, yeah, me too. All right. Now, listen, here's where Votto is great. If OBP. In an OBP league, 
And on base, 400 plus. Yep. I did an OBP instead of batting average last year, and Joey Votto was one of the top three guys off the board in an auction. He cost a fortune, but it's an on-base percentage league. problem with Joey Votto is because his on-base percentage is so, so good, he doesn't walk. He doesn't drive in runs because he'd rather walk all he, he almost is detrimental to himself, fantasy-wise, like, for, like, even for the Reds organization. Mm-hmm. They, I think they've even told him, swing the, swing the bat. Swing the bat. We yep. pay you to drive runs in. I agree. You getting on first base is wonderful. But you're not our leadoff hitter. They actually put him in the two-hole at one point. Because all he was doing was getting on base. That's it. All right, Eric. I take a look now, and I'm looking. Bryce Harper in round three. About right? take him in round three. You think he could go earlier? I think he could go. Are you drafting on the potential? That's the thing. Hold on. I want to see the wide range of rankings on him for a second. Because I didn't even get a chance to even look at him yet. Um, God, he's such a wild card. He's such a good young player, though, isn't he? Like, I would love to have Bryce Harper on my team. Um, some people have ranked him as high as 10, as low as 36. So you're looking at, by round three, he's off the board. Okay. Middle of round three, he's off the board. So here's the thing with Bryce Harper, though. If you want him... you got to go early. you got to go early and get him in the you second round. You probably have to go second rounds. And if, you're like, if you have, like, the wraparound pick, say you're at the end... You're going to take him probably with, like, the 14th overall pick, the 13th overall pick in the draft. Because by the time it comes back to it, pick number 30-something, he's gone. He's gone. So those end-of-the-round picks are tough because you got to decide. you got to look down the line and say, I want this guy, but you know what? In 17, 18, 19 picks, he's not going to be here. I'm going to have to overshoot maybe and take him early. Yeah, I agree. So I mean, last year he was a first-round pick in most leagues, um, and it didn't work out. Uh, that's for but sure. How old is he still? Like 14? I mean, really. I mean, he's 21 years old. I, I, he's going to be I, a bust. He's 21 a, years old. He, he could buy beer now this year. He could buy, yes. maybe go to a, a, he, a bar. He can right. treat for a round after a game. Imagine being that, though, playing. You're a professional athlete making a million dollars, whatever he's making. Can't go out and get a drink, though. It's amazing I'm, how young he is. If you I'm really looking think about at a mock draft. Yeah. Uh, a 12-team mock draft. Okay. And I'm letting you know, Prince Fielder went 14th. Second pick Prince in the second Fielder round. Prince Fielder went that high. Second pick, second round. He was the... So, But that guy's probably thinking by maybe round four. Fifth, fifth, fifth first baseman off the board. It was Miguel Cabrera, Goldschmidt, Abreu, and then Encarnacion at the first pick of the second round, and then Fielder. Second pick so that, second round. that person to me is reaching. He, and they're hoping he puts up a monster year. Took him before Anthony Rizzo. Before Fred, Rizzo, before Fred, Adrian Gonzalez. And Freddie Freeman. Before Freddie Rizzo Freeman. and Freeman both went in the second round. See, I would have been happier getting either of those two guys in the second I round. I would have taken Rizzo. That's what I was saying. Like, I'm not thrilled unless I'm getting Prince Fielder maybe in round four or five. And then he's potentially a steal and a half. I mean, ridiculous. Well, That's if cool. I'm drafting Prince Fielder, I'm drafting him as I need to, like, this guy is a steal at round. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not I'm not taking my second round pick and using it on Prince Fielder, because to me he's an unknown right now. He's still a little bit of an unknown. Come, you know, he, how many games did he play last year? Now it's gonna be interesting. You know, the later in the spring you hold your fantasy draft, a lot can change. Prince oh, Fielder absolutely. can walk out there in spring training, feel great, hits four or five bombs the first two weeks of spring training games, and you're all in again. And now that guy looks really good drafting yeah. him in round yep, two. Yep, 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 absolutely. Now, Eric, another name I want to throw at you, and it's a second year guy who. A top prospect came up for Houston last year. All right. George Springer came up, had a nice season, 
It was nice. He hit the ball out of the ballpark, so I'll give him that. He's a power hitter. You know, in this, he's looking at going around round six in a 12-team draft. I just had him here. Now, John, now, Springer, you know, here's the thing with him. Last season, he hit 20 homers, 51 RBIs, in, in less than 300 at-bats, right? right? So the power's going to play. You give him 600 at-bats, he's going to hit you over 30 home runs. He's going to drive in 100 runs. I get it. But he also hit 231. Yes. For a young player like that, mm-hmm. 25 years old, first year in the league, actually a little old for a rookie, maybe 25, but his first year in the league, he was a college kid, so it took a little longer for him to come up. Right. Are you concerned about the 231? Mm-hmm. Or are you saying he was a rookie, he showed the power, I'm going to trust the power and, and, and feel comfortable that – Okay, he's not going to hit 310. Do you know how many he's strikeouts gonna... he had in 295 at-bats? How many? 114. Okay. He's on pace for 230 strikeouts in a season, mm-hmm. which is, I don't know what the major that is record a, that is, that but is that's a, pretty close. That is a 31% strikeout rate. Um, I'm just saying, that's a big number, and that 231 average to go with it is a little alarming. Now, I'm not... now his OBP, though, is 100 points higher than his batting average. That's mm-hmm. a good sign. So if he ends up batting 260... His on-base percentage may be around 360, which right. is great. Um, I look at him, and I'm very hesitant to draft him. Um, it's such a small sample. I'd be more comfortable taking him later in a draft. Um, does he end up being like a guy like who takes off and gets improves? Or does he get worse like a Will Myers? And just almost becomes unownable by like midseason or something. You know, to me, he's a very big unknown. Are you willing to take potentially a second round pick and draft this kid? No, no, no. But he's but he's projected. Okay, I was looking. He is ranked. And I have it right here. People have him really high. Some people have him. You know, in regards to outfielders. Oh no, man, I was looking. Oh, sorry. This is just outfielders. Where do they have him for just the outfielders? The anywhere from the eighth. Sorry, I misread it. My fault. Eighth to the twenty-fifth, and just outfielders. He's so, at the back end of that list. So right? I think he is towards, I'd say, the nineteenth or twentieth. Right. Outfielder he he plays in at about the twentieth outfield. But is he a guy that you're going to have to reach out and get a round or two early if you really want him? I always say, if you want the guy, if you really want him, you go you and go get and him. Get him. You don't um, sit and wait and say, I hope I like I like. Okay, I want this kid in round nine say, right? I want him in round nine. It's round eight. You grab him. Grab him if Do you I say, him. oh, let me wait one more. Let me wait ten more picks and hope he's there? No, it's probably not. I'm probably going to take him. It's too big a risk. Because I'll be more disappointed if I don't get him and he ends up having a monster year than if I do get him and he stinks. I say, alright, that was the guy I wanted. I missed. As opposed to, I missed and he should, you know, he should be on my team helping me win a championship. Mm-hmm. I'd rather feel – I'd hate to see him, you know, a guy on a team that I really wanted crush it. So where are you going to take him? I'm going to say – He'll be I, a third outfielder? I, well, see, again, it depends, depends on my draft. See, there's I'll, so many variables in So baseball. many variables. If I draft an outfielder or two in my top five or six, I'm not interested in him. Okay. But if I decide to go – Number one, you know, if I if I don't go the outfield route, then maybe I got to reach for him a little bit because he's gonna hit the ball out of the yard. 
Yes. It also depends on how your team stacks. If you have high average guys, if Altuve is your second baseman, if McCutcheon's in the outfield for you, if uh, you know you you, you have. Tulowitzki at shortstop, who went healthy, is going to hit 300. If you have high average guys, you could play George Springer in your outfield, deal with the 2,000 strikeouts and the 230 batting average, and say, listen, George, hit me two home runs a week, and we're very happy. Yeah, because he doesn't have to, you know, you know he wouldn't be your average guy. No. No. He's going to steal me 10 bases, he's going to hit me 30 home runs, and I'll deal with 220, 230. Don't be Adam Dunn. No, please don't. Don't no, be Adam Dunn. Don't bat 190, Oh, right. that's a killer. Don't be Adam Dunn. Oh, that's a killer. That's, give me, that's give awful. Me 230, two, give me 240. Okay. Don't average yourself out of the Houston lineup. And <laughs> you know that, That's a bad situation. And speaking of Houston, they made a trade today. Did they, they got Evan Gaddis uh, from the they Atlanta did. Braves for a couple of prospects. Now, Houston has a pretty good catcher in Castro. Remember, Houston's an American League team. I always get, mind myself of that now. Uh so Gaddison yeah, is in a situation where maybe he could play a little outfield and DH won't have to catch much with Castro, who's hit, who can hit the ball over the fence. He's got good power. Mm. So now Gaddis, as catcher eligible and not catching, to me, climbs up the catcher rankings because – it's not a situation, you know, your average catcher doesn't play six, seven days a week. No. He plays five. But here's Gaddis, who's going to DH. On You've got to figure, or maybe play some outfield, a combination of both. Coming off two seasons in a row where he's hit 21, 22 homers. He's driven in runs. Mm-hmm. He actually hits okay, hit 260 last year for a thumper. Now, last year, for a guy who caught 369 at-bats. And he hit 22 home runs. So now he's going to be in a situation where he's DHing. Right. Can we save 500 at-bats? And if we save 500 at-bats, another 140, 150 at-bats, can we give him five, six, seven more home runs in Houston of all places? You're looking at a 30 home run DH Mm -hmm. who you could slot in your catcher spot. So to me... You know, you got your Buster Posey's, you got your Jonathan Lucroy's, your Yanni Malena's, your Devin Mezzarosco's, your Sal Perez's. If you wanted to say, you know what, I- I'm going to bump Gaddis up ahead of Sal right. Perez. I'm going to bump him ahead of Mezzarosco. I may even bump him ahead against a Yanni Malena who's getting a little uh, long in the tooth, as they say. Yeah, he is a little bit. 32 years old. Yeah. That's old, older for a catcher. And he's played a lot of games back then. A lot there. of innings. Yeah. And he can't DH. And nah, here's Gaddis. And, and, and so how many games do you think Molina plays next year? Like 130? Yeah. I don't know. Now, here's the thing with Houston. They got Chris Carter, too. John Singleton. It's going to be interesting yeah. how that all plays out. Singleton's their young first baseman. Carter's a DH. Caddis is going to play. So maybe there's going to be a lot of moving parts. But my point is, nonetheless, is Gaddis is going to get more at-bats than he did last year. Because he's just going to be able to catch that much more. Right. I, 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 I like his value yeah. there a lot. I, I really, really do. He's an interesting, he's an now, interesting ad, uh, interesting graphic. See if his value goes up. You keep, I keep forgetting that Houston's up. American League. We're old school baseball guys. Houston was a National League team our whole Always. life. The National League. Digio, team. Bagwell, all those guys. It's a National League Jeff, team. Uh, Ken Caminiti, all those guys. That yeah, was a National I mean, League. They, that was a they are National League team that's been jammed into. Uh, they don't fit. Put them back in the National they League. Put them back where they belong. When put them back in the Astrodome, I say. Yeah, that was a nice place, wasn't it? That was cute. 
I like their ballpark. It was god awful. I like their ballpark. Except for the flagpole in center field. You don't like that? Eh, until somebody cracks their head on it, I guess it's all good, right? <laughs> until somebody cracks their head on it. Eric, you mentioned another player. I might as well bring him up now. Will Myers. Yeah. Oh, God. Rookie of the year two years ago. Last season. I think he admitted like he just didn't even work hard. Yeah, but he did. He basically admitted he didn't work hard. Uh, definitely some maturity issues there. He's now playing in San Diego. Not exactly the best hitter's ballpark. He's going to get drafted. He's a talented kid. New setting, though. You never know. You know, he's very young still. I mean, still, what is he? Twenty? He's twenty-five. What is he? Twenty-four? You know, young kid, and he's on a situ- on a team now where maybe he's not the guy anymore. Wow. He's surrounded by Kemp and Justin Upton. Slides into maybe the six I, hole in that lineup. I have a. What do you think as, of uh, of, uh, of Will Myers? Uh, according to these rankings, he is ranked. Where do you think he's ranked? Number wise, I'm putting him to, in the top forty of outfielders. Between they have 30 him at and 52. Really? Yeah. But some people have him as high as 30, as low as 86, so the average is 52 between um, the rankings on Will Myers. Now, if I'm drafting Will Myers, depending on how my draft goes, I mean, he's got to be like, he's got to be my third outfielder, possibly my utility player. I can't rely on him to be my second outfielder. There's no way. I agree with that. There's no way. Um, I think I think I would draft him as a utility player, kind of for this year, um, where I would usually draft those players. Uh, would you rather have? I mean, just, Will Myers, right. young kid, broken wrist, which is scary, like Lenny Melnick talked about last. I week. mean, look what happened to Mark Teixeira. Right. I mean, never he really came back. Tee, hurt his wrist, and he hasn't been the same player for the last no. two three years. Would you rather a Will Myers, the 24 year old with upside? Right. Or the veteran, a Marlon Bird, at 37 years old, coming off two years of 20-plus homers, 80-plus RBIs, now going to play in Cincinnati, which is a nice little ballpark. Right. So it's a good hitter's park, Cincinnati. Fly ball park. Oh, yeah. They fly out of there. Yep. Um, that's a really good question. Now you're trying to balance out in your head. Is Will Myers going to bounce back and be good at 24? Or is Marlon Berg going to break down finally at 37, 38? Mm-hmm. At some point, Marlon Bird is not going to hit 20 home runs, 25 home runs. If I'm drafting, I'm going to take a shot on Will Myers. I'm going to take a shot, new setting, new lineup, pretty solid hitters around him, what else they got. I'm going to take a shot on Will Myers and hope that the kid realizes, you know, I have a God-gifted talent here. Maybe I should work at it a little bit. Because he should be embarrassed about last year. Right. He batted 222 in the 325 at-bats. Batted 222 with six homers and 35 RBIs. 90 strikeouts in 325 just, right. at-bats. And, that was, and he, was, he was terrible before he got hurt. We all know that. 222 average. Yeah. 294 on base percentage. Those are like – these are guys – those numbers are on guys you draft in around like 23 – and, and hope view is droppable. And view is droppable and hope that, you know, you found some type of diamond in the rough in round 23. Those aren't guys that mean – so if you're asking me, Marlon Bird's probably the safer play because he'll probably hit at least 15 home runs, at least, you know, in the new ballpark, you know. Will Myers, to me, is the wild card. There's but, more of a upside with Myers. Right, but you're, you know, oof. You risk it's risk it's a risky move. Marlon Bird is 
is clearly. I mean, you gotta. To me, I gotta play out. I gotta have no on my team. That I have guys who are gonna play every day and play to the back of their baseball card, and then I'll draft Will Myers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not gonna draft Prince Fielder and Will Myers and all these guys in the same draft. Like I would rather take over both of those guys a guy like AJ Pollock of okay. Arizona. Yeah, uh, he got hurt last year, but he was having a nice year. He was hitting 302 at the time. You know, he was having a nice little year when he got hurt, and he's got a decent little power speed combination. You know, two years ago in 440 at-bats, eight homers, 12 RBIs. Last year in only 265, seven homers, 14 RBIs. If he could stay on the field the whole season, you're looking at a guy who might give you 15 and 20. Right. And I think he's more of an un- of a more of a known quantity. I feel more comfortable with him than the age of Marlon Bird and the inconsistencies of Will Myers. Well, if you're asking me if I would draft either one of those guys, it would have to be pretty late in the draft. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'd be looking probably for utility players at that point. I wouldn't feel comfortable drafting. If I had to draft one of them as my third outfielder, it would probably be Marlon Bird. now that I'm really thinking about it. Myers would be my utility pick. Because I feel like utility pick, you got, you could rotate guys through that position all year. If he doesn't pan out, and I took him in round 18, all right, so what? All right, quick news, and I just saw this on uh, breaking. Uh, Yunel Escobar, who was with the Tampa Bay Rays, recently traded just five days ago to the Oakland A's along mm-hmm. with Ben Zobris. And everybody thought, okay, Oakland's going to go Zobris at second, and Yunel Escobar short. They swung well, those players? Yunel Escobar has now been traded to the Nationals. For? For Tyler Clippard, the okay. lever. Now, here's what makes this interesting. The Nationals have a shortstop in mm. Ian Desmond. Right. A terrific hitting shortstop. They're moving him off shortstop then. Does Yunel Escobar now go in and become the second placement, second baseman in place of Danny Espinosa? Or Ian Desmond, who's a free agent at the end of the season. Does he get shipped? Is he on the move? Now, there was rumors. Yankees. There was a a trade on the table with the Mets. There was a three-team trade on the table. And and essentially, the Mets' part of that deal was they were going to get Ian Desmond. Mm. And they were going to have to give up one of the young pitchers. The Mets did not want to do that because they didn't want to give up one of the young pitchers for a guy who's a free agent at the end of the year. Okay. They were afraid of it being a one-year rental. Their theory was, if I want Ian Desmond, I'll sign him next year, and I'll have all my pitchers. Okay. Um, you know, there was a three. It was a three-team swap with the Rays, the Mets, and uh, and uh, the Nationals. That's that was the deal last week. So. Who knows? There might be more to this. I don't know. I'm just speculating. But that's just spec. You know, that's the deal that went down. Hmm. Um, So it's going to be interesting uh, uh, how the Nationals shake things out. That's for sure. But, Eric, uh, we're just about out of time tonight. I want to thank you, as always. Great time tonight. Thanks, anybody, for listening, whether you're listening here live on Blog Talk Radio or you listen to us on demand at any point, uh, or on iTunes at any point during the week. Eric and I will be back next week, same time, Wednesday night at 7.30. Uh, we're going to try to maybe put together a little mock draft. We'll do a little mock draft for the hour. At least you'll hear the first couple of rounds on the mock mm-hmm. draft. We'll see what other people are thinking. Maybe we'll do that. We'll see if we could get it organized uh, uh, by next Wednesday. Otherwise, we'll talk some more fantasy baseball as well. Eric, before we sign off real quick, Little football, Patriots, Colts, who you got? Uh, the Patriots stomped the Colts. 
They've beat them by like an average of 21 points. Green Bay in Seattle? Seattle. So you're saying... I, I think it's going to be, you know, I'll take the, the, the two one seeds, Patriots and Seahawks. Super Bowl. What do you got? Um, I probably agree with you. I will probably root for Green Bay over Seattle. I'm Seattle. rooting for the other two teams, actually. I'm rooting for Green Bay and Indianapolis. See, I don't think Indianapolis has any chance. No, I think Green Bay has a chance. I don't I'm think rooting Indy for that because I, I hate New England. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I like Andrew Luck, and I like, I like, I like what they've been able to do with, to me, a very minimal talent pool over there. Right. A very average talent pool with a great quarterback. Right. So. so. But anyway, folks, don't forget follow us on Facebook, Warren Fantasy Sports Radio, Twitter at Warren Radio. Tune in. I'll be on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio in about ten minutes at eight thirty. Uh, with Ray Flowers and Craig Mish. So make sure you listen in there. Fantasy Sports Network tomorrow at 1 o'clock, Thursday and Friday at 1 o'clock, with Dennis Farrell on his F-Word podcast as well. Eric, this has been a lot of fun. Yes, Until next absolutely. week, everybody, at 8.30. Hopefully you enjoyed the show, and we'll talk to you all again real soon. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great night. Night.